Hello, I'm glad that you're on with us today. I want to continue what we began a couple of episodes ago, and that is we're talking about the grace of God. As I mentioned last time, on today's session, I want to talk about how that we often abuse the grace of God, sometimes unknowingly, sometimes intentionally. But in any case, in my study, I found that there were six ways in the New Testament that one can abuse the grace of God. For example, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1, Paul said, I plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. We receive the grace of God in vain when we do not obey God and thereby allow His grace to be as productive in our life as He desires. You know, God gives us grace to be everything He wants us to be. He gives us grace to accomplish everything that He wants us to accomplish. But if we do not believe Him, if we reject His instructions and direction, then we are not allowing His grace that He gave us to work and produce in us character, are through us to produce good works for others. Thereby we have received His grace in vain. Now let's go on to the next passage, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 21. The whole book of Galatians is primarily about converted Jewish disciples. They started out as, as Jewish under the Mosaic law. They became Christians but now they have been tempted and drawn back under the Mosaic law again, particularly the dietary laws, the uh, circumcision for men, or uh, the keeping the Sabbath. And so they've been drawn back. And so Paul is writing them and instructing them, if you go back under the Mosaic law, then you're going to be disobeying God and bringing some things to pass that you don't want. So Paul said in Galatians 2.21, I do not set aside the grace of God. In other words, reverting back to the Mosaic law when they had enjoyed the freedom that only comes from a true relationship with God in Christ. And they had set aside His grace. When they went back under the Mosaic law, they were setting aside the grace of God. They were going and doing law works, things that they could do instead of receiving and living in the provision that God's grace provided. The third thing that we can do to abuse the grace of God is mentioned in Galatians 5.4. Again, the same context. He said to them, if you go back under the law, you have fallen from grace. Now, lots of Uh, evangelical Christians in time past have used that phrase fallen from grace as if it meant they lost their salvation. But you see, he's not talking about their salvation here. He's talking about they've moved out of the provision God gave them and what he is doing in them. They have moved out of it and, and now they have fallen from or moved out of his grace. You see, God's grace was sufficient to enable them to live a Christian New Covenant life. God's grace was there for it. 
But when they chose to take the easy way out in that society, then they went back to the Mosaic laws, and he said, you have fallen or moved out of grace. In another passage in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 19, he says, he's talking to some uh, Hebrew Christians again, who were Jewish people, who had born again, made Jesus Lord. Now they're tempted to go back under the Mosaic law. He said, you have insulted the grace of God. If you and I insult the grace of God, also the Spirit of God is mentioned here, then we cut ourselves off from the very thing we need to approach God. Because if the Spirit of God no longer deals with us, if He no longer is able to speak to us and us hear and obey Him, then we are going to miss out on much of the revelation that we could be living in. So He said, you have insulted the grace of God. Please don't do that. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15 is the fifth one that I found. It says, looking, again, addressing the Hebrew Christians, looking carefully lest anyone falls short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up and trouble or poison you. In other words, individuals who walk in bitterness in many cases, have fallen short of the grace of God. They have perhaps insulted God's grace because they did not rely upon nor nor obey and flow with the Spirit of God. So they have now a poisoned spirit. They have bitterness within them. And that bitterness is going to adversely affect our life. And then the last one, number six, turning grace into lewdness. The the writer here is Jude, and he's writing and talking about some believers, some wicked individuals in this case, who had taken the grace of God and turned it into freedom to live and do whatever they chose. And the rebuke is, though you can misuse and abuse the grace of God and turning it into something that God never intended, none of us should be guilty of doing that. And yet, there have been Christians that did, and there have been other wicked people that have done that, and even you and I, it is possible that we could abuse the grace of God and say, oh, well, the grace of God then would just allow me to do and believe and act any way I want to, and God's grace will just automatically cover me, and I'm not accountable for any of my actions. Folks, if that's your interpretation of the grace of God, you have totally missed it. You are abusing the grace of God to believe and act that way. You have turned the grace of God into lewdness. And no one should be guilty of doing that. See, there were six things. I'm going to name them off to you. Receiving His grace in vain. Setting aside the grace of God. Falling from grace or moved out of it. Insulted the grace of God. Fall short of the grace of God and turn His grace into lewdness. Those are six ways that people often 
abuse the grace of God. And many of us as Christians have equally done that. Lots of times it's out of pure ignorance. Sometimes it's intentional because we don't want to be identified with God nor His grace. And as a result of that, we think our life would be better if we just go with the religious crowd or some other crowd in our midst. But let me say to you and me, we need to flow with God's Word and God's Spirit and live in and through and through what the grace of God provides us. If we do that, we will have a successful, victorious life. Well, our time is about gone for today. Next time, next week, I'm going to come back. and We're going to talk about some ways that you can receive even more of the grace of God than you've received up until this very point. God bless you. I will speak to you soon.